fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood. What the fuck are we doing? I, 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 I lost the plot when I had to do a take two on the intro, and yes, I'm being meta again, and I know you hate that, but I'm not going to do it again because it's just too hard. We're doing uh, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Harder. It's more like Spider-Man 7, 8, but, 9. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do you, count the, do you count the 80s one or the 90s one? I can't remember. There was no '90s one. You fucking weird. Yeah, there was a there like an '80s or '90s. They was, made a Spider-Man movie. It was the '70s. Oh no, and I'm not a, talking about the. I'm not talking about Japanese Spider-Man. I'm no, talking no. About there was an actual no, Spider-Man movie. It, it was it was a made-for-TV movie from the '70s. Okay, okay, there you go. '70s. Sorry, I I thought it was uh, later than that. My mistake. And no, I'm not counting that one. I'm just doing the math, and by the time Across the Spider-Verse comes out, that'll be the tenth Spider-Man movie. Wow, I didn't realize there had been so many. Yeah, there's the three Sam Raimi ones, the two Amazing Spider-Mans, and then the three MCU ones, and then now two of these uh, this, ones. And then, yeah, so that'll be number... <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Numero tenno. In 2000... I don't know what ten is in Spanish. In 2002, we're just like, cool, a Spider-Man movie. And he doesn't look like he's wearing thick rubber. The suits actually looked good in all the movies, but we're not talking about that shit. We're talking about a cartoon where if they made the suit look like shit, they did something fucking wrong. It would have had to have been an artistic choice. Yeah, it's animation you can literally do whatever you want but yes we're talking about spider-man into the spider-verse what is this crazy nonsense about community making making miles morales a thing so i think it was right around season one donald glover was you know he was he got popular because of community and also he had his uh, rap career as childish gambino he had those two things going on and he was a stand-up comedian and someone suggested because you know they were going to do a, a spider-man reboot that Donald Glover should be the new Spider-Man. And Donald Glover, he's got a whole comedy bit. You could even insert it here. What happened was there was, uh, a, a, they, were, they were talking about on this geek blog about, you know, making Spider-Man, you know, they were they're redoing it. So they said that maybe this new Spider-Man, since they're making it so, you know, quickly after making these other Spider-Mans, maybe they should make it real different, you know, make it kind of like dark and edgy like the Dark Knight and put it in modern day times and stuff. And maybe, you know, Spider-Man, maybe he doesn't have to be white. Maybe he can be black or Hispanic or something like that. And then somebody put a big picture of me in the comments and was like, Donald Glover can play Spider-Man. He's nerdy. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And somebody sent that to me. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll put that up. So I put it up on my Twitter and I was like, oh, Donald for Spider-Man, let's do this. You know, kind of joke, but also like, who doesn't want to be Spider-Man? That'd be cool. And that's when the world went crazy. <laughs> and half the world was like, Donald for Spider-Man. We're only going to watch the next Spider-Man of Donald Glover's playing Peter Parker. And the other half was like, he's black, kill him. Like, it was so fast. It was so fast. It was insane. Like, you were either very hot or cold on something. And I didn't, and I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything during that whole time. I, I just laid low. But I did read one comment that was like, oh, we're going to make Spider-Man black now? We're just going to make Spider-Man black now? That's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna make Spider-Man black. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make Spider-Man black now. We're gonna make Spider-Man black. Well, why don't we just have Michael Sarah play Shaft? <laughs> and I didn't respond to any of the stuff I saw online, except for that one. <laughs> I wrote back 
dot, 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 yes. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> fucking Michael Sarah played Shaft. I'd watch that movie every day. I'd go broke. Where he talks about how he, he was like, I didn't really care one way or another, but at the same time, you know, who doesn't want to be Spider-Man? So I was like, yeah, Donald Glover for Spider-Man. Like he put it on his Twitter and you know, some, some people were like, yeah, that'd be cool. You know? And other people were like, but he's black. No, he's not. And, he's only half black. <laughs> and so, uh, it turned into this whole internet thing. I don't know if you remember that, but in the very first episode of community season two, when it shows all of the main cast getting out of bed on the first day of year two of school, Donald Glover wakes up and he's wearing a spider, a pair of Spider-Man pajamas. And that inspired the creator of Miles Morales to create Miles Morales, a parallel universe Spider-Man who's black. So consequently in this movie, in the scene where you meet uh, Uncle Aaron. He's watching TV, and on TV is the scene from Community when Donald Glover gets up out of bed in his Spider-Man pajamas. What is that a thing that's actually that I that I just fucking missed both times I watched this over the past couple of days? Yes, I actually went back and rewound to see if I could find it, and sure enough, it is the exact shot from Community rendered cartoon. So yeah, so uh, Community and Donald Glover were the inspiration for Miles Morales as a character. That show is just the fucking gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? And I'm sure you remember Donald Glover appearing in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, who, and he's technically supposed to be the Prowler. Yeah, He is Uncle Aaron. He says, you know, my nephew lives in this neighborhood. Thanks, Community, for inspiring one of the one of the highest rated fucking Spider-Man movies ever. I think probably the highest rated Spider-Man movie. And, and my personal favorite. And it's pretty fucking good. I gotta say, I really didn't expect to love this movie as much as I did when I went to see it in the theater. I just mainly wanted to go and see it because I'd heard I'd heard some people saying some good things about it. So I was like, well, you know, it's a Spider-Man movie, you know, and, and everybody's talking about it's really good. So I'll go give it a chance. And I was fucking blown away when I saw it. I I love this movie. This was the very first Spider-Man movie that I did not go to the theater to see, actually. Oh, it was the first one in quite a while that I did go to the theater to see. Oh, man, nope. I've been in the theater for every single Spider-Man movie except for this one, and when Across the Spider-Verse comes out, I will rectify that mistake by going to see that movie in the theater. Yes, I will definitely be in the theater. I, I will be in the theater on opening day if I can for across the spider-verse i will not uh, because i have responsibilities okay yeah look at you acting like you you got like people in your life that you have to be there for and shit Fucking assholes except when i go to the movie on like some weekend i will not be there for them at all because the movie's already long and i will have done this or band practice that takes for fucking ever so i won't be home at all that day <laughs> so yes we of course start with this is a, this is an animated movie by the way so you they can do all sorts of wild shit so let's talk about the look of it first because when I first saw it I was like the fuck is this it it took me a minute I didn't really love it <laughs> that is what I thought when I saw the trailer which is why I didn't like go and see it when it first opened up but then you know reviews started coming in and I thought well all right I should give it a chance every time I start to watch it it takes me a while to adjust yeah, because they're um, they chose a really specific frame rate for this movie. Yeah, I mean they wanted it to look like animation, and it really does, even though it's all CGI. Yeah, and the new Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem, is supposed to be kind of in this style, sort of. 
Yeah, I did see that, and uh, it looks pretty good now that I'm used to the style. Yeah, you know, it took a minute, but I'm like, no, I like it. It's it's unique. It's not it's not Marvel doing you know, no, it's not the MCU doing what they do, which is which is good. You can barely tell it's CGI anymore when Spider Man's flying all over the place and doing all that shit. I mean, obviously, we know it is, but sure, <laughs> but, but it looks it, good, so it's fine. Well, I I don't know the the MCU well, well animation some, is taking a hit. In I was the last few I was gonna movies. say some. The Spider-Man movies have fared pretty well. Now, if you go back and look at like Black That's Panther or, or Quantumania or whatever, you're like, ah, yeah, okay. I'm painfully aware I'm watching a cartoon <laughs> movie right now. Although I will say uh, Guardians looked pretty good. Well, that's because I don't think James Gunn settles for less than almost perfect because he's kind of a dickhead. And he, he can afford to now. He can afford to be a dickhead now because everybody wants him. Both companies. Both companies are like, oh, we're and he has made tentpole movies for both DC and MCU now. Even though people are trying to convince me that The Suicide Squad isn't a good movie. And I'm like, um, that's not right. I know you can have your opinions and stuff, but guess who's wrong? You. You are wrong for saying that that movie's not good. I call bullshit on that because I've seen it multiple times now. And if it lacked quality, the cracks would have started to show. Yeah, no, but but Suicide Squad, the other one's better, is what they're, people are trying to convince me of. I'm like, What? <laughs> Okay, you need to cut those people just out of your life. They they're 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 bringing negative energy in. And one of the reasons this this one dude in particular said that he didn't like the Suicide Squad is because he's like the villain's stupid, a giant starfish. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's fucking Starro. He was in the comic book. I thought Starro was a great <laughs> villain. I was gonna say, what do you want? What do you want? Do you want this to be that serious? It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I I can't believe they managed he man I mean but that's what James Gunn does but like he managed to balance the absurdity of Starro with like genuine cosmic horror. It's fucking scary. Like like <laughs> it's yeah, stupid. Starro but it's scary. <laughs> as executed is terrifying. And then to make him tragic at the same time. We're like right. you know his his final line is I was happy just watching the stars. Then, you know, you cut to this movie and it's like fun and kid stuff, but holy shit, it gets dark a few times yeah yeah oh this 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 movie this movie gets intense they are playing disney's game here you know you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fucking, yeah this uh, movie this movie had me uh had me in tears more than once uh yeah so we we open again with those wild ass opening credits because you know it's a cartoon and you could do that kind of stuff and the way it looks they, they just, they're just having fun with it at this point we get a nice opening narration by the one and only spider-man which will come back like 12 times because every sp every <laughs> spider person in the movie gets their own little narration and he's going over all the stuff that's happened since he became Spider-Man and he is like the it, it's basically the Sam Raimi movies happened yep but not really because Norman is a giant dragon monster guy well it's definitely parallel universe it's yeah. not the universe of the Sam Raimi movies at all but but there's clearly some crossover so, but that's how parallel universes would work, right? Like there would be crossover. I suppose infinite possibilities, right? Sure. If Jet Li can have dreadlocks in one universe, then <laughs> I guess anything's possible. Oh my God. Did you just do a callback to the one? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I hated that movie. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't love it. We cut to Miles in his room. He's listening to, I believe it's Post Malone, right? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> it's pretty, it's a decent song. It's kind of bouncy and fun. I like it, whatever. He's singing it and singing it badly, you know, missing words and just sitting there staring 
and and his parents. I love the way he mumbles through a lot of the words. Yeah. Like that that hit home. And then his parents are like, you have to pack for school. Immediately, I'm like, the fuck does that mean? It means he's going to boarding school. He's going to boarding school because he won some fancy lottery, which he'll Across bring Across town. Like boarding school in, a, in an adjacent neighborhood. His parents are like, okay, it's time to go. He's like, in a minute, in a minute, uh. And then as he's trying to leave, this is all, this is a joke. This is this is definitely a kid movie joke. He's trying to leave and his mom starts kissing him and he's like, Mom, I gotta go. And she's like, in a minute, in a minute. Ha ha ha. Oh no, his mom loves him too much is my note. Oh no. Yeah, his... his, his, his both of his parents are... His parents yeah. are pretty fucking sweet. His dad's kind of a pain in the ass, but like in a loving way well yeah i mean he's he's trying hard you know he he just he's that kind of guy you know the uh i mean he's a cop for fuck's sake i like his character though i actually the characterizations on most of the people in this movie are pretty good i like his dad i like his mom i like pretty much everybody who's not supposed to be unlikable and even the unlikable ones i like some of them yeah so he walks to school and on his way there he you know on his way to the new school he walks past his old school and everybody's like we miss you and he's like i still live here wait you miss me i'm like was that supposed to be a girl that you were into i don't know but he starts it was he starts like slapping stickers on stuff and then he falls over and then his dad (laughs) on his way to work i guess he falls right in front of his dad's cop car lucky his dad has good reflexes because that would have been a horrifying way to start your day (laughs) yes and (laughs) In the midst of his dad going like, well, you're going to get plenty of exercise taking down all those stickers you put up. He also does not understand coffee shops. Like, he's like, what's this one called? And Miles is like, foam party. He's like, foam party? What is it, a disco? Why is there such a long line? And then Miles is like, you're old, man. Yeah, his dad's boomering it up in this uh, <laughs> And of course he's a, and he's a cop, so he's not into Spider-Man and shit. Because he's a vigilante. Because he's a vigilante. It's bad news. When <laughs> With great power comes great accountability. That's not how the saying goes, Dad. <laughs> um then so as his dad drops him off at school you know he's chastising his son for talking shit about this new school and how he thinks it's elitist and he doesn't want to go there he doesn't deserve to be there and dad's like you fucking won you you know he miles is like i just won a lottery that's why i'm here and he's like you passed the fucking exam just like everybody else and then uncle aaron comes up and how the dad does not want him to be like his uncle aaron and miles is like he's not so bad is he that'll come back later yeah miles doesn't know what aaron gets up to in his mind, Uncle Aaron is apparently an engineer. Dad knows something else is up, but he I don't think he knows what either. I think he knows Uncle Aaron is up to some shadiness because he says, when he calls him later, he says, you know I wouldn't reach out if this wasn't important. Right. Meaning he doesn't talk to his brother. Yeah, I don't I don't think he knows exactly what he's up to, though. I don't I don't think mm, he know. Yeah, he doesn't have evidence. He's but he knows he he's doesn't up know to no good. He's the prowler, which is a creepy fucking name. Oh, damn it, you spoiled it. You son of a bitch. Cut and action. So <laughs> so Miles gets out of the car. Dad's leaving. Well, he's he's like he gets on the speaker. On the, no, no. on the Well, as Miles is getting out of the car, he's like, I love you, son. He's like, I know, Dad. Yep. That's Close. Right. Walk. And then, and then he cues up the the police radio speaker thing and he's like, I love you, say it back. <laughs> like, I need you to say it back to me, son. It's like public shaming one oh one. Which is kind of annoying, but also, oh no, he he loves his dad. His dad loves him. And then, you know, of course kids are gonna give you shit about that, but it's fucking high school, man. There's yeah. no you and I can sit here and rationalize how stupid that is, but you know, <laughs> no, high school I know. kids high are school that kids fucking suck. stupid. Why don't you hate your parents, you fucking loser? It's typical. Miles tries real hard to fit in. He's only been at the school for two weeks. He's like talking to people, kind of making jokes, and everybody's like, yeah, 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 sure. You love your dad, you pussy. Get the fuck out of here. 
Yeah, they do a quick montage that is supposed to take us through his first two weeks. Oh, my God. And it's just like tough class after tough class, a little montage. Oh, my God. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't I'm getting stressed out just watching this shit. Yeah. Every time I watch a school sequence in a movie, I'm just I'm just it lifts my spirits just a little bit to know that I don't have to go to school anymore. I'm a little mad that when when it's a cool school sequence that that never happened to me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten the cool... Well, I had a few cool school sequences. But I never did. American Pie like never happened to me, you know? <laughs> I never had a school dance, like, at the end of every teen movie from the late 90s, early 2000s, you know? I, I never went to a school dance, not a single one. Guess what you're missing? Nothing. Because <laughs> I know you and I were dorky dorks, and no chicks That's wanted true. to fucking dance with us. That is that is true. Yeah. We are wallflowers. I know what you did. You did the same thing I did. You sat there hoping for some fucking movie meet cute and it never happened. No, I didn't go. I mean, yeah, I you, what, what, didn't what, go. what you would have done. Sorry. Probably. Yeah, most likely. So after what seems like a really stressful day, Miles is late to, I believe it's science class. They're watching this lady. Physics. Physics. It's fucking it's still science. Go away. My son is a physicist. It it comes up. You know what I am? Not a physicist, so I don't give a fuck. It would be funny if I started referring to him as a physician. Do it. Do it. That's actually really funny. My son is a physician. <laughs> he studies physics. So, he, you know, the teacher's obviously like, hey, you're late, you son of a bitch. And he's like, hey, but Einstein said time was relative, so maybe I'm not late. Maybe you guys are all early. And then some chick giggles in the background. And then she's like, oh, sorry, it was just so quiet I couldn't help it. Yeah, it wasn't really funny, but that's why I laughed because so she's a dick (laughs) well yeah we'll get back to her she gets away with it because she's cute that is literally the only reason yeah voiced by uh Haley steinfeld Haley steinfeld thank you that voice just maybe it's because like the the the, that character is like so fair and like pale ish and Haley steinfeld is not either of those things no not at all yeah i i would have never guessed that if it wasn't for the fact that i imdb'd the cast this morning yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like her at all. No, because like actually, she's being like dead fucking serious, and usually she's kind of goofy. Although I will say, um, Shamik Moore, Shamik Moore, perfect casting, yeah, perfect casting. Shamik Moore, of course, from uh, previous episode, Dope, killing and... it in this one. Could not have picked a more perfect Miles Morales. The only one I would have been in favor of if they had cast him instead would be Donald Glover. So Miles ends up getting a zero on some quiz, like a complete and total zero. And the teacher's like, yeah, I'm going to call bullshit because even if you didn't know shit, you'd probably get about 50% on this fucking thing. I know she doesn't quite word it that way, but that's essentially what she says. She's, she's basically like, uh, look, it's statistically impossible for you to get a hundred percent wrong unless you know what the answers are. Yep. So she turns the zero into a hundred and she's like, listen, this is his, I, uh, I think this is his physics teacher, by the way. I can't remember if it is or not. But she is doing the movie teacher thing where she's like, I'm assigning you a, an essay. Not about physics, but about yourself. I'm like, teachers can just fucking do that? What are you, Mr. Feeney? What the fuck? She's his phys ed teacher. Oh. Physics education. Oh, <laughs> you got to throw that, throw some of that stuff out. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I, love, I love messing with people when they take themselves too seriously. It's fun. That's what I'll refer to my son as. He's a, he's, <laughs> he's a physician who is a phys ed teacher. Just talk to him about like Dolph Lundgren and Dexter from The Offspring and shit. Because these guys are all PhDs in like physics and astrophysics and stuff. <laughs> just, just ask him if he's ever hung out with them and shit. And like, 
<laughs> so that night, instead of working on his paper that he's supposed to be working on, he sneaks out of his dorm room and goes and hangs out with his uncle Aaron, who seems to be into this kid. He he really likes him. They like each other. They get along well. He's happy to see him and shit. Played by uh, the guy from uh, Moonlight and season three of True Detective. And, who, and who may or may not be Blade if that movie ever fucking happens. Oh, he would be an awesome Blade. I would, <laughs> I would be into that. I like this guy. That, he's the, a, that movie cannot he's a, catch a break. He's a great fucking actor, man. Oh, he was also in uh, uh, season one of Luke Cage. Yes, he was. So yeah, they're they're just hanging out, talking. He's like, "You like your school?" And Miles is like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, sure." And he's like, "Oh, it's that bad, huh? How about any? How about chicks?" And they're sitting on the couch, and he's like, "How about the shoulder touch? The fucking <laughs> shoulder." This is a touch. pretty fucking funny sequence. <laughs> so he puts his hand on Miles' shoulder and goes, "This is how you do it. Put your hand on the shoulder and go, hey." And then Miles <laughs> does it basically the exact same way, but Aaron's like, "No, hey." No, he he. <laughs> The subtlety in this sequence is fantastic because it Miles really is hilarious every time he says it and Uncle Aaron is like extremely charming every time he does it so <laughs> they this scene is done so fucking well. Hey. I'm gonna start doing that to people. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's about time to leave, but Aaron sees a sketch or a drawing that uh Miles has made in his notebook. So Aaron's like, we're going to go, we're going to go throw that shit up. And he's like, no, my dad, my dad will get mad at me. Uncle Aaron knows a place that he found doing an engineering project, he says. So like I said, Miles probably thinks he's an engineer. I know what his engineering project is. You know what? I think I might know what it is too. (laughs) It's hidden deep in the subway, right? So they go down there. He, Aaron's like, go for it, man. They throw on some music and he starts, he starts tagging. And while he's tagging, there's this spider walking around and it keeps on doing this like weird glitchy thing. And it's crawling all over miles and he doesn't notice because he's all into his art and shit. You know what they say? You're never more than six feet away from a spider. But I feel like I'm more than six feet away from a magic spider that'll bite me and turn me into a superhero. Nope. No, I, th- I, I, you might be more than six feet, but I don't think you're ever more than twelve feet from a magic spider that will bite you and turn you into a superhero. Oh well, that's cool. Can you guys do that now? I do not have the fucking, I don't have, I don't have what it takes to be a superhero, so I do not want that. The problem is most of those spiders, they just never get a chance to bite you. My anxiety would be be such that I and I'm lazy, but in my head, I feel like I need to be like doing something with any special talent that I have. So I, I would be sitting here watching a movie and I'd just be mad at myself because I'm like, I should be out like doing something with my fancy fucking spider powers. But no, I'm here watching Community again. Yeah, it wouldn't get me up and out doing it. But it would make me feel bad about not being out doing it. <laughs> it's time to go. Aaron's Aaron's got some stuff to do. He gets a text and he's got shit going on. Maybe Miles, another engineering project. Yeah, maybe, maybe just a little. Uh, Miles takes t- takes a picture of the of, of his art before he leaves, and the spider crawls up out of his sleeve and bites him. And the movie really wants you to feel like it's this epic moment, but then it cuts because it like flashes and big music <laughs> and then it cuts away and you just see Miles like slap it and flick it off. The comedic timing of this movie is pretty perfect. And then we get a little sleeping montage and you see his roommate up all night working on some stuff. But then when he wakes up, his pants have shrunk, I guess, which nobody says anything like, did you get taller overnight? Like, clearly nobody pays attention to him at all. He goes through a much subtler Tobey Maguire transformation. He doesn't take off his shirt and be like, holy shit, I'm ripped. I would fuck me. I wish that was the line in the movie. <laughs> Tobey Maguire taking off his glasses. Whoa. Suddenly, suddenly um, Goodbye Horses comes on. And he's like, hello, horses. I don't know what that means. 
but I have muscles it, now. That's the song that's playing in the background. I know. I know the song. I, I meant the yeah. I meant the Hello Horses part. Oh. I'm 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 subverting the song. I'm 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 having fun here. Oh, uh, okay. God okay. damn it. All right. Uh, continue your subversion fun. Go on with the chlorophyll. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> From Billy Madison. We 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 watched <laughs> Billy Madison last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um so he's he's still kind of distressed he's like hearing hearing his thoughts and he's like why are my thoughts so loud what the fuck's going on and then he runs into the girl from class and he like he like bumps into her and she's like hey what, are you okay he's like yeah no i'm good she's like why are you all sweaty she tells him her name and she's like my name is gwanda i'm from south africa but no accent because I was raised here. I'm just kidding. Ha ha ha. My name is Wanda. Her name's not fucking Wanda. She is a liar. But we'll get back to that. And then now he's going to try the shoulder touch and his giant fucking hands like... (laughs) You see how big his hands are in that in that shot. It's he, because he he had his transformation. His legs got longer. His hands got bigger. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. So he puts his hand on her shoulder and goes, "Hey," and she's like, "Uh, yep, okay." see you later and then she tries to walk away but his hand is stuck because you know spider-man i mean this is really it's obviously all a metaphor for puberty he's sweating like crazy he oh yeah he keeps saying (laughs) awkward with girls and suddenly he has hairy palms you know he keeps saying like it's puberty it's puberty and she's like i don't think you know what puberty is and yeah eventually like obviously everybody in the entire school sees it they end up in like the nurse's office or something and they have to cut her hair off to get him unstuck and he's like hi i guess nice to meet you and she's like right she's like yeah real pleasure he's in crisis mode at this point he's like nobody saw that nobody saw that yet everybody's staring at him and like whispering and shit but <laughs> in the midst of this, this this is like a clusterfuck scene like everything's going wrong here he gets stopped by a, like the school security guard and he's like i know you snuck out and then he's like play dumb play dumb oh he says hey morales i know you snuck out last night and he's like <laughs> he's like play dumb who's morales not that dumb <laughs> That was a good one. Like, that was a like good I joke. said, the the comedic timing of this movie is amazing because, like, I I was uncontrollably laughing out loud for many many points. Yeah, in that, this movie, and that, that part was especially. one of them. So he's like, "Fuck it," and just runs. He, he just gives up, <laughs> and then he thinks he's kind of escaped, and he's like, "He won't find me in here." And it turns out he ends up in the dude's office. So he does the most logical thing, jumps out the window. Yeah, because you know. Oh, and is it the keep sticking or stop sticking, stop sticking? Oh, keep sticking, keep sticking because he's on the ceiling. And then he wants to stop sticking and then he jumps out the window or falls out the window or whatever. And then he is climbing on the side of the building. And he's like, keep sticking, keep sticking. So he doesn't die. And then he runs around the side of the building, eventually That's makes right. his way to his room. And Gwanda, she sees him and she's like, oh, <laughs> shit. And then once he gets into his room, he gets stuck to a Spider-Man comic. And he's like, wait a minute, what the hell's going on? There can't be two Spider-Men, can there? He sees in the comic book. That the Peter Parker, who, I mean, I guess he's not called Peter Parker in the comic book because they obviously, in this world, they don't know the Peter Parker Spider-Man, but the comic books are supposed to be based on the real stories of Spider-Man. But he sees that in the comic book, Spider-Man, when he's figuring out his powers, he's saying all the exact same shit that he was just saying when he was out hanging on the wall. Like, don't stop sticking, stop sticking. Oh, please keep sticking. You know, so it's like word for word, the same thing. So he realizes, oh my God, also Spider-Man. I am also a Spider-Man. Yes, he is. He is a fucking Spider-Man. So that's obviously not great news for a kid who just kind of wants to go to school and not 
have to do anything important. It certainly would be intimidating <laughs> to suddenly be saddled with that. So yes. that that night, what does he do? He sneaks out again because he's thinking about the spider. He's like, the spider is not that. Oh, come on. It was just a normal spider, right? He's going to go back to the place where he tagged the wall in the subway and check mm-hmm. out the spider. He does find the spider and it's dead, of course. Uh, and then he's like, it's just a normal spider, even though it has like Alchemex written on it. And then it fucking glitches. Then it glitches right in front of his face. He's like, oh, God. And just for anybody listening, I forgot to turn off my fan real quick for for like the last couple minutes. So it's OK. Oh, it's okay. unbelievable. It's the okay. lack of professionalism. The lack of professionalism in this room that is melting. Me. I'm melting in the room. It's okay, Hot everybody. summer days. Uh, so now his new his newfound spider sense is giving him some shit, and he's like, you know, it's freaking out. and As his spider senses want yep, to do. It causes him to go deeper into this subway tunnel, where he runs into Spider-Man, and he's fighting a giant green goblin. Yeah, the green goblin in this movie, or in this universe, is a fucking absolute unit, like... He is the Hulk of Green Goblins. And I don't know much about, I don't know anything really about the ultimate comics, the ultimate Spider-Man universe where this, where, where Miles Morales originated. I don't know if the Green Goblins like that there. So they all end up in this big ass round room, which we learn later is called the Collider. Miles is saved by Spider-Man and they kind of sense each other because that, that's what the spider people can all do. They can all sense each other and they're he's like, you're just like me. And he's completely immediately okay with it. And he's like, you're just like me. And Miles is like, I don't want to be. You know, Spider-Man, he's like, I don't think you have a choice, man. Once this is all done, I'll, I'll help you out. Don't worry. I'll be right back. I gotta save the city first. So he's just really cool about it. This Peter's kind of a nice guy. He's very supportive right off the bat. Yeah, no questions. No questions. I mean, granted, his life has been pretty weird for the past few years, I imagine. So... Does Jake Johnson do the voice of Peter Parker as well as Peter B. Parker? No, this one is Chris Pine. The Spider-Man's, you know, climbing up to the thing. He's got a he's got a little thumb drive that he's he's gotta find like the hole to put it in. Tee. Story of a teenage boy. Yeah, this is married, 26-year-old Peter Parker. He's trying to kill the machine with some science stuff. Uh <laughs> that, that, that that was my note, because I don't I'm not smart. His spidey sense goes off and then the prowler fucking pops up and knocks his ass out of there and does he he fucks up the whole thing. And then you can hear as they're fighting, you hear the kingpin just kind of scatting and just having a good old time up there. Fucking kingpin. Yeah, I, that's the bad guy. It was guy weird here. for him to be like squibbity wee beepity beep He's like, Yeah, uh hey Spider Man, I'm gonna go ahead and turn this thing on. And I like what he says here. It's a hell of a freaking light show, you're gonna love it. So Kingpin turns on the machine or has his lackeys turn on the machine and everything starts like glitching all over town. So that's yeah. Like, it just immediately starts going haywire and uh, affecting the whole city. And Kingdom's just like, not my problem. Yep, he doesn't give a shit. He has got an agenda. I I feel like they dropped the ball. And and I don't have a problem with Lee F. Schreiber as Kingpin. I I think he's a fine Kingpin. But D'Onofrio has really redefined the character of Kingpin for me. And I feel like they should have gotten him if they could. But at the time, that Daredevil that that was a dead sh- that was a dead series at that point. I know, but D'Onofrio's so fucking good as the Kingpin. I think it, it's a different Kingpin though. It's a it's it's like way different than I know. what he had going on. It is a parallel universe. He is a very different character. Like it's cool. I'm not I'm not saying they dropped the ball. I'm no. just I'm just saying I I I wish they'd gotten D'Onofrio. Yeah, but no, they didn't. So shut the fuck up. Okay, shutting the fuck up. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can't. You can't. I can't do this by myself. Um, nope. I'm just not talking for the rest of the episode. Anyways, um, eventually, while this thing, you, you see you see these two lasers fucking come out and, like, meet in the middle, and eventually Goblin shows up again. He gets up and shoves Spider-Man's head into the beam, which does something weird, and Kingpin's like, oh, shit, get, his, get him out of there. Get him out of there. 
You're fucking the whole thing up. Basically, yes. Uh, he we, said that in this PG yep. movie, which really shocked me. <laughs> we don't know exactly what's happening yet, but there's an explosion. Spider-Man is incapacitated, and he's coughing and shit, and it's not good. And Miles goes up to him. He's like, hey, you okay? You okay? He's like, yeah, no, I, I, I've been down before. I'll get up eventually, but <laughs> the coughing's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Here, take this, my legacy, and destroy that machine. Yeah, you got to save the world now, kid. Sorry, you've been Spider-Man for five minutes. <laughs> uh, as far as he knows. Yeah, so he hands him the the thumb drive, which he, we eventually learn the Spider-Man people call it a goober. And he tells him how to destroy the machine, makes him promise that he'll do it. And with, with the assumption that he's like, you're going to do it right now, right now. But the Prowler is about to kill Spider-Man. But Kingpin stops him. Whoa, Kingpin stops him from killing him when, when Spider-Man says, hey, don't you want to know what I saw in there? Because the Kingpin is down there and the Prowler's down there and they're all down there. I think uh, the Goblin died also because he never pops up again in the movie. He never pops up again. I don't know if he died. Uh, well, but... uh, we do see a, like his hand in frame and it's not moving or anything. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, maybe he died. Yeah, shit end of an era there yeah no shit and we just brush past that spider-man says something that the kingpin does not like i can't remember what exactly he says but this is where it, this is the first really dark bit in the movie King- i think he says you'll never get him back he's because he sees what the kingpin was after yes in the multiverse portal and then with his bare hands kingpin just smashes spider-man and kills him right there yeah this is clearly the version of kingpin that is himself superpowered Yes, uh, so Miles is traumatized. He just saw Spider-Man get fucking murdered, and he gets spotted, and the Kingpin goes, kill that guy, and then the Prowler goes right after him. No hesitation. And they have a cool little little chase in the in, in the subway, and Miles barely escapes. He makes it to his house instead of back to his dorm. His dad busts in the room like a cop, because that's what he is. Miles just needs to be close to his parents, because... Of the horrific shit he just saw tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just watched Spider-Man get murdered. I can understand needing to be close to somebody you trust. I don't know if trust is the right word, but someone you feel safer around yeah. anyway. And then he he's in he's in his bed. You know, both of the parents are like, you know, the mom's like, you know, we should just let him stay here. He's clearly upset about something. The dad's like, but he made a commitment to the school because his dad's kind of a hard ass. And, you know, that's how that works. <laughs> but then we hear we hear on the news that Spider-Man's dead. And that he was a 26-year-old kid named Peter Parker. And everybody's, like, shocked by this and, you know, as he would be. Who left behind his wife, Mary Jane Parker. And his Aunt May, who's not dead in this universe. Oh, that's right. His Aunt May. I forgot about that. Played by Lily Tomlin. And then I think Miles sneaks. Uh, no, he doesn't sneak out of his house. He, I, It looks like he does, but he doesn't. This, this takes place over the course of a few days, this next little montage where he... He goes and buys a Spider-Man suit f- from a costume shop that's too small. He buys it from Stan Lee, who's like, it always fits eventually because there's no returns or refunds ever. I got to say, um, I cried during that scene. He wasn't dead when the movie came out, man. I know, but I cried. Why? You I, didn't know him? I know, but, well, I met him once. Did you? Yes, I met him at a Comic-Con, a, like the old school type of Comic-Con that's like in Chasing Amy, where it's just nerds. So, so you're his best friend because you met him once? No, I'm not his best friend. <laughs> Just saying, you know, like I did meet him. So there, you know, there was a, a connection there. And, you know, obviously if he'd gotten to know me, he would have may, maybe thought I should be his best friend. It is and weird. And so basically we're married. It is kind of weird, right? Being in the same room with somebody like that and then they die and you feel 
it, it feels weird. It's just a different kind of feeling, right? Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just, I don't know, you know, like, obviously it didn't mean anything. I don't know, but you know, like, he's he's the, he's this icon, and and he gave us these characters, you know? Yeah, it, it, it affected me. All Maybe right. Not in a, in a, in a, in a, in a really meaningful way, but still. All right. Now gently remove your tampon and let's get the show on the road. <laughs> okay, Mr. Toxic Masculinity. <laughs> he puts on this way too small Spider-Man suit and he It's adorable. He goes to this like memorial thing where MJ is talking about Spider-Man and Peter and, and how good of a person he was and how <laughs> she says what what does she say? She says something like, you know, he he needs you to be be heroes or whatever. Uh, I think it was something about Something related to that, to that quote at the end of the movie, you know, the 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 mid credits quote about how anybody who chooses to do the right thing, you know, just because it's the right thing, being a hero, you know, like oh, okay. he, he needs you to do that, and and Miles is like, he needs me to do that, and <laughs> dude next to him is like, I I don't think he meant you specifically. This <laughs> is pretty funny. So after that, <laughs> now he's testing his powers and not being very good at it. No, he's terrible. But that's okay. He's he, he he's he just needs mentoring. If only a mentor would appear. <laughs> so he climbs to the top of a building. It's too tall. He gets down back on the ground. He finds a smaller building. Then tries to jump off that, but he trips over his fucking untied shoelaces, which have been pointed out to him by multiple people. And then he falls off the roof, lands on his ass, breaks the goober. Everybody's fucked. Yep. It basically took him one try <laughs> to fuck everyone in new york yes and then he goes he goes to spider-man's grave to tell him that he fucked up he's like oh no i broke your i broke your thing oh my god it looks like we're fucking dead and as he's talking talking to the grave in silhouette it looks like the prowler is sneaking up behind him and he is not the prowler oh i totally got the audience on that but one. really it's just some creepy dude in a trench coat Yep, nothing weird there. <laughs> and Miles gets like startled, turns around and shocks him and knocks him out. And <laughs> didn't know he had that power, did you? Uh, I do now. Uh, then I, I learned it from this movie. I I had no idea. Uh, well, I when I watch this movie, I'm like, fuck, dude. I kind of want to go and read a little bit of the Ultimate Spider-Man because that you know I want to see how this kind of plays out in the comics. I'm interested. Oh yeah, I would love to. Um, it, like if there's a if there's a Miles Morales origin story run, I would, I would love to get that trade paperback. There is, um, it's it, it's the Ultimates, and it starts out like the the first few issues are just Peter doing Spider Man things, and then I think he does eventually get killed after you know he meets Miles and they do Spider Man stuff together for a minute, and then, and Miles, then Miles takes over as Spider Man for that universe. Yeah, I believe that's how it works. I'm not entirely sure because I haven't read it, but yes. And after that dude gets knocked out, we get another narration about Peter B. Parker, who's been Spider-Man for over 20 years, and he doesn't want kids, and that's probably why him and his MJ got divorced, and also Aunt May is dead, yikes, and then it shows how he's just hanging out, being sad and fat and eating pizza and crying, and it shows how he got transported to this universe this guy is the Spider-Man I would be if I became <laughs> Spider-Man. You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't even have to get fucking, you, MJ nope, wouldn't I'm even have to chubby. divorce you. you fucking, I'm already chubby. I'm already divorced. My mom's already dead. We're already sad sack fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and also I think my, like Peter had shot some web when he got shocked. 
right? Yeah, and it stuck to Miles. Yeah, and then then the cops are coming to like fucking ruin this kid's night just for hanging out in a cemetery. I get it; it's probably after hours. He's not supposed to be there, but <laughs> shit, kid's fucking weird again uh, because he's like, "Oh, we we got to get out of here," and he's like, "Because this guy's Spider Man." I, you know, he sees the suit, he sees the webbing. He's like, "Oh, this this guy's Spider Man," but what the fuck's going on? Let's get out of here. And so they. <laughs> Miles runs away and he's carrying this maybe dead body with him. <laughs> and he uses And they're like, it's some some kid carrying a dead hobo. A <laughs> dead hobo. <laughs> it's so funny. And a little fucked up. That's that's, pretty, that, that's another that's a dark joke. It's pretty funny. Yeah, they have a little chase sequence. Peter uses that Spider-Man uh, fucking like web shooters on his on his wrists and Peter wakes up and then he gets knocked out again and eventually he comes to but he's tied up to a punching bag that I think is an uncle Uncle Aaron's apartment because well, I, I, sure I, I assume it is because Miles was punching a punching bag in, in oh yeah, yeah that's right fuck but Miles is trying to interrogate him and then he's like guessing he's like well this is one of my guesses and he's like Peter's like nope and then he's like okay so you're from an alternate dimension and blah 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 and then Peter's like that was really just a guess. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And he's like, yeah, we had a thing on it at school. Phys ed. And then, of course, Peter gets to escape because he's fucking Spider-Man. And he just wants to he just wants to go find the collider and get back, get back home. But Miles is insistent. He's like, no, we need I need to do this thing because I made a promise to this Spider-Man. He's like, I don't give a shit. I just want to go home and be fat Spider-Man in my own home, <laughs> in my own universe. So Miles turns on the child guilt generator. Almost, almost. First, Peter <laughs> Peter tries to leave, and he glitches out. And Miles is like, uh, you okay? And he's like, no, I am not. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He falls like five stories. <laughs> yep. And it keeps on happening. And then eventually, you know, Miles, like, runs out after him. and Because he's like, I have the goober, and it's broken, and we need to destroy the thing. He's like, nope, not my problem. But he brings and up the Then collector. he turns on the guilt. Machine. Yeah. <laughs> Peter's walking away. He, he pouts is what I said. And it works. But Peter's like, motherfucking stupid kids. Fucking teenagers. He even like screams. Peter says, what are you doing? Arm. And Miles goes, making you feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Kids do that. And he even says, teenagers, they're the worst. They he's, are the worst. He's That's not true. wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, they're going to do some stuff. But they got to they gotta go eat cheeseburgers first because in this in, in Peter B. Parker's universe, this place closed down six years ago. Yeah, they don't really say what the place is, but it's clearly a place that Peter B. Parker loves. But they also, they, now they have to go to Alchemex and steal whatever the original Peter stole to create the goober thing to shut down the collider. And they, you know, they get there and he's like, I'm gonna, oh, and Miles is insistent that this Peter has to show him the ropes of being Spider-Man because the other one promised he would. Yeah, that's a, you know, that's fair. And his, his, like, Peter B. Parker's contribution to it is make sure you put baby powder in your suit, like in all the joints. You don't want chafing. And then they, they get there and they're they're kind of gearing up a little bit. Uh, Miles puts on his shitty outfit. You know, this spider, this Spider-Man has fucking sweatpants on and no shoes. And He's schlubby Spider-Man. He is. And it, it, it's pretty funny. And then he, he's like, kid, you're going to wait here and I'm going to go, I'm going to go in there and I'll be right back. And he says, he does the plan. He's like, I'm going to do this and this and I'm going to grab a bagel on the way out and we'll, I'll, I'll be back. And then as he leaves, Miles is like, why do I get stuck? with the janky old broke hobo spider-man and then he demonstrates that he has super strength because he pounds on a rock and it breaks but miles is the lookout and while peter sneaks in kingpin shows up so miles has to go in and warn him and then he bumps into peter's ass in the fucking vents when he gets inside are things about to get steamy in the vents fuck yeah no because neither of these guys are creeps miles is like dude i can't let spider-man die again the other peter's like yeah me neither 
But he's like, no, I actually saw Spider-Man die, so I'm not doing that again. <laughs> so they, they go into Olivia's office, I'm imagining. It is an office. Isn't that the office that they see her enter the password in? Oh, and yes. so he's like, got it. It's just like she enters it one time. Yeah, Miles can't unstick himself again, and Peter's just like, dude, you need to relax. So then he sings that, I believe, Post Malone song from the beginning, and it works, and he falls down, and now he's invisible, because he can also do that. Oh, uh, but she also did not know he could do. Then the science lady from the video they were watching in their physics class comes in. We don't know who she is yet. She... Voiced by Katherine Hahn yes. from WandaVision. So she catches Spider-Man in her office, and she's like, weirdly into it, and she's like, wait, I thought you were dead, and what's going on here? And, and she immediately deduces that he's from a parallel universe like immediately it's only because she invented the collider that's true and so she probably knows that it was very likely that spider-man being shoved into the collider (laughs) caused another spider-man to come through the collider so i guess that makes sense yeah little did she know but miles is now invisible and he's typing the passwords in on the computer while while peter's like you don't look a day over 35 and trying to like hint at what the things are the lady gets a little gets a little too into it she pushes spider-man down and straps him to the chair while miles just gives up and takes the whole computer like (laughs) monitor and all the monitor monitor and all is he fucking stupid i mean maybe he's only (laughs) ever had a laptop but i don't know (laughs) so this this chick also she's like oh you've been glitching right and he's like yeah how do you know that and she's like well eventually it'll get super painful and you'll die and he's like that sucks and no, she's he, like the, when she first says it he's like i don't know what you're talking about and then he goes into a glitch <laughs> yeah, yeah and she's she's into it and she starts to get this weird little evil glint in her eye she's like what'd you say your name was and she's like olivia octavius and then she rips off her she rips off her clothes so she's naked. She's not naked. She's got a suit underneath. But she's got a super suit underneath. Her tentacles come out and he's like, "Let me guess. Your friends call you Doc Ock." And she's like, "No, my friends call me Liv, but my enemies call me Doc Ock." So yeah, we have a we have a female Doctor <laughs> Octopus in in this movie. I'm into it. Yeah, it's cool. And then my Miles just runs away while Peter gets his ass kicked for a minute. In fairness though, Peter tells him, you know, like, yeah. "I'm good. I got I'm this." Good. Get out and of she's here. like, "Who are you talking to?" And then apparently Gwen, who who is Gwanda, Wanda, she works there, which tracks, I guess, because, you know, she's trying to get close to. Yeah. And Gwen and Gwen Stacy is super smart and stuff. So that tracks. Okay, I don't really know much about Gwen Stacy. Eventually, Peter gets away from Doc Ock and on his way out on the way he's trying to leave on the way out. He's like, just act natural. You know, you're invisible. It's fine. The floating computer or whatever. Peter grabs a bagel and the two start trying to escape. (laughs) But. But all the scientists, like, stand up and they all have these laser guns or whatever. And then one of them's like, he took a bagel! <laughs> he took a bagel, so they're going to kill him now. And now Miles has to learn how to swing. He has to learn, like, on the job. What what does Peter say? He's like, you can swing, right? It's like, what what what, what does he say? There's no better way, to, or the best way to learn is under life-threatening tension or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And, of course, it's not going well. Miles can't do it. He's never done this shit before. But he's got to learn quick, or the bad guys are definitely going to kill him. Yeah, so hilarity ensues. Yep, and eventually, you know, he he figures it out under sheer duress. And then him and Peter kind of grab the computer together, and then they're doing the thwip release. That's what, you know, you got to thwip release. You got to find a rhythm. Thwipping is shooting the webs like I do. That's the sound the web makes. Thwip, and then you got to double tap it to release. And they're doing all right until Peter glitches again, and then Liv gets the computer back, of course. And then Spider-Woman however, th- thwips in and saves the fucking day. Are we just going to keep using thwips? <laughs> yep. 
That's our active verb. Whips. And then we get the Spider Gwen narration. Yep. And it's and basically it's the, exact, the same thing. It's it's her version of the Peter and yep. the Peter. Except and, I'm pretty sure Peter was like fucking the lizard man or some shit. Because, yeah. Yeah, in that universe, uh, Peter became the lizard. Yeah, and he dies and she couldn't save him. She saved her dad, but she couldn't save her best friend, Peter. Very sad. All of them have to lose somebody. Who does Spider-Ham? What about Spider-Ham? He doesn't get a story like that. <laughs> Spider-Ham, do you, are, have you ever read Spider-Ham? No. I kind of want to after it this. It started back in the 80s. It might have only existed in the 80s. I'm not sure if it continued past then, but it was, yeah, it was a, it was like a comedy. It, it was done very much in the style of like a, a very silly cartoon and yes, his name was Peter Porker. Yes, Peter Porker. <laughs> and he works for the Daily Beagle, and he got bitten by a radioactive pig. I got that far, because that's all in yeah. the movie. I don't know if he actually lost anybody, but the implication from their conversation later on is that he did too. Yes. She whips off her mask, and Miles is like, G- Wanda? And she's like, it's Gwen, actually. And he's like, I like your haircut. And she's like, you don't get to like my haircut. I feel she's justified in being a little raw on that point. Just a little bit, just a little bit. And he's and Peter's like, you know her? That's awesome, because she's kind of a badass. And then the joke about Comic-Con, Peter's like, well, let's see you at Comic-Con or some shit. And Miles is like, what's Comic-Con? Don't have that in this universe. I wouldn't miss it. I've never been there, so I don't know. Which is to say I wouldn't miss it if it disappeared from this universe. Why not? Why don't you like Comic-Con? Because I don't like what Comic-Con has become. It's become a big corporate show, and it used to be like a small gathering of passionate fans. And I liked the old Comic-Con, and I wish that still existed. Though it does. It's just a bunch of different conventions. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's a version of that. Like, like the I'm sure the VHS cons are like that now. Oh, dude. Everything is going to be co-opted by some fucking giant business or some shit. That's the problem. Everything. Anytime anything becomes at all popular, it gets co-opted by big business and all of the fun and humanity is squeezed out of it. You don't say. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's I, really fucked up. No, I'm not into it. I understand. I totally understand. In the next scene, Kingpin is having like this flashback about losing his family, which is also super fucking dark, by the way, because he had Spider-Man like up against the wall and he's choking him and he's ready to kill him. And then his wife and his son show up and they're like, oh my God, why are you so evil? And then they leave and they get into a car and they get hit by a fucking truck and they're dead. Cool, right? Little dark for a children's movie. Yeah. Then Liv shows up, and they now are, her and Kingpin are going to work together. He comes out of the fucking flashback, by the way. It's not like she just shows up right after they die. She's like in the flashback, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, like, hey, hey. Like, I'm time traveling. <laughs> so they're going to work together to kill some spiders, and then he can use the collider as to get as many families as he wants. So, so that's his deal. He's trying to find another a copy of his family from another universe. Also, there's a villain called Tombstone in this scene. Doesn't really do much. He just kind of exists in this movie. He's uh, sort of Kingpin's bodyguard. Yes. Like Kingpin needs a bodyguard. The dude can lift cars. So now, the three spider people that we have right now, they're back on the bus. They're going home. Well, they're going back to going back to New York, I guess. They're not going home because they got to go to Aunt May's place. As you do. And yeah, Peter, because uh, uh, she died in his universe uh, several years ago. So he's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. This is weird. I don't want to do this. I'm very uncomfortable right now. So they, they ring in the bell. In fairness, that, that would be weird to get sucked into a parallel universe and then like 
go visit my mom. Oh no, dude! I totally, I totally get it. It, it. it would be very strange. She answers the door. She sees, she sees them all, and she is immediately drawn to Peter. She's like, "You're Peter, but you're." not my peter and he's like well i'm from and she's like you're from an alternate dimension i know it's like she's immediately one step ahead of him she's just like she just knows shit she's fine she's like i i figured i figured something like this would be happening so let's let me show you something real quick and they go back into the shed and then spider-man peter b parker's like i have something like this mine's a shed it's got, got stuff in it she opens it up and they step into this like fancy ass elevator thing and he's like this like a laser elevator he's like this place is pretentious and then it goes down and he has a fucking spider cave yep he's got like spider vehicles and (laughs) spider suits and peter's just like this is just like mine only without the without this and without that and without that you know the three of them are like fine we're just gonna have to do this on our own right because something something stuff oh and there's a cape because that's that's a joke that happened earlier where Peter says Miles that, wanted a cape yeah, and Miles Peter was like fuck off <laughs> but he's got a cape and Miles and and Peter are connecting already which is nice like Peter's Peter's into the kid he likes him yeah and Miles needs a surrogate dad while he's on the outs with his own <laughs> yeah just a little bit and and his uncle Aaron's out of town as he keeps saying on his voicemail this is this is where shit gets real we meet the rest of the spider people yeah, and we, now, that's where we discover why Aunt May was so on board with the alternate universe thing immediately. Yes, yes. So we meet Spider-Man Noir, voiced by Nicolas Cage. We meet Penny Parker. Perfect casting. Penny Parker uh, was created by Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Why am I not surprised? You shouldn't be. And then Spider-Ham, of course, voiced by John Mulaney. The classic. Uh, and he even pulls some like a line from his stand-up where he walks up to everybody and his hands are all wet and he's like, I just wash my hands. That's why they're wet. No other reason. And then you get all the narrations. Spider-Man Noir, it's 1930s. He likes egg creams and punching Nazis. And Penny Parker's from like way off in the future and she has a psychic connection with a spider that lives inside of her dad's robot. And Spider-Ham got bit by a radioactive pig and works at the Daily Beagle Yep, that yeah. pretty much sums it up. And, and uh, everybody's just immediately on board with this. Yeah, and, and it's fine. They decide that one of them has to stay behind. So they're all the idea is that they're all trying to get back to their own universes because, you know, it goes through how they all glitched into existence in this universe. And also, Spider-Man Noir, everything's black and white, so there's, like, wind blowing his cape and stuff, and it's, like, this really... It's really, it's really funny. Yeah, like, where's that wind coming from? We're in a... We're, we're in a basement. A, we're in a basement. <laughs> so one of them has to stay behind to to destroy the collider after the others have made it home. And Miles is like, dude, uh, I'm the guy who has to do that because you guys all got to go home. And Peter doesn't really care if he goes home or not because he doesn't have shit going on for himself back there. Peter is slightly suicidal. Uh, just a little bit. Eh, he's depressed. It's fine. Like he's not saying I'm suicidal, but he is. He, he is. No. And uh, Peter and Gwen kind of vouch for Miles. At least they try to. But Peter's like, yeah. well, he can do the, he can turn invisible. And Miles is like, can't do it on command. It's like, oh, he can do this shock thing. Yep, can't do it on command. He can't do it on command. <laughs> and then everybody's like, oh, yeah? Well, what if this happens, you little bitch? Can you do this, you little bitch? <laughs> they basically start to haze him and beat the shit out of him stuff. And they're and then all. he just panics. Yep. Then they're all like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's got it. And even he's Pe- just not yep. ready. Peter and Gwen are like, yeah, fuck this kid. Uh, he is able to turn invisible when he runs away like a little bitch, though. That's true. And then Peter's like, see, I told you. And this is the scene then where the dad, Peter uh, Miles' dad, is so worried that he calls his 
calls his fucking brother, calls Aaron, even though I assume they haven't talked to each other for a long time and they don't really want to talk to each other. Yeah, based on some of the things the dad says, yep. uh, I get that impression, yes. And then Miles ends up at Aaron's apartment again. Uh, he's not there, but Miles is, like, writing him a note, you know, saying, like, he, he has shit going on and he needs help and he just doesn't know what to do. But then as he's writing it, the fucking Prowler opens the window and comes inside. Miles is naturally freaked out by this. He's like, oh, fuck, he found me. I'm going to die. But he hides. He's able to turn invisible and shit. And Ugh. then he hears a phone call that the Kingpin makes to the Prowler. Yep. And suddenly he realizes, oh, shit, Uncle Aaron well, almost, is the Prowler. Uncle Aaron takes off his mask. And that's oh, yeah, when, that's right. That's and right. that fucking music cue is so dramatic. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's kind of nice, like it's cool, but, like, fuck. It's a scary moment for a kid. There's no subtlety in that scene whatsoever. Remember, three-year-olds are watching this. That is true. This oh, is no. blowing their mind right now. Wait, is this for kids or something? Fucking assholes. <laughs> I am referencing one of the one-star reviews we read earlier that you guys didn't hear because it was before we started recording. Yeah, what the hell is wrong with people? Anyways. Anyway, Uncle Aaron, <laughs> not knowing yeah. that... Uh, it's Miles who was sneaking around his apartment, senses motion out on the fire escape, goes out there, turns on his predator vision, and sees that there is an invisible person running away. Makes him sound so creepy. He's the prowler, and he has predator vision. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Like he doesn't have a trench coat, but he might as well. He's got a big cape that looks trench coaty. Does he have? But well, he has clothes on, so you know he's not quite as creepy as he could be. Well, he's not that kind of prowler <laughs> well that we know of well yeah that's true we, there's no saying what he's up to when he's off the kingpin clock yeah right uh so yeah aaron chases miles and miles just barely gets away just just like last time and then we cut back to aunt may's place and penny is doing all the fucking work while everybody else is just dicking around upstairs she you see her a little montage of her making another goober well, in fairness, she's the one who can rewire a circuit board or reprogram a mainframe while under fire. While being shot at. And Miles is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love his reaction to that. Like, why would I have to fucking do that? And then Noir is trying to figure out the fucking Rubik's Cube. And like, yeah. oh, is this purple? And Ham's like, no, it's a nice it's a nice little character dynamic they have. They should do more together. I would love to see more from Spider-Man Noir. Oh, you know he's in this. He's in the next one. He's got to be. God, I hope so. Because if he's not, they, they're dropping the ball big time. Yeah, no shit, right? And then, you know, Peter is trying to give the benefit of the doubt about Miles to everybody. Saying, you know, I think, I think this is going to happen. I think he's going to come back. He's going to be all recharged and he's going to be ready to fight. Miles does show up. He busts through the door and he's freaking out. He's like, oh my God, my uncle is the fucking prowler. He's the bad guy. And he just tried to kill me. And then they're like, were you followed? He's like, no, definitely not followed. And then, uh, then the doorbell rings because these bad guys are subtle, apparently. Well, they have a sense of comedic timing in this universe. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, it's all of them. It's Tombstone. It's Doc Ock. It's the fucking scorpion in this universe. He's like an actual scorpion. Yeah. He's like half scorpion. And he's a robot and he speaks Spanish. All these fucking villains and guys are fighting and oh god. And Spider-Man Noir's like, we don't pick the we don't choose the dance floor or some shit. We just do the hustle or whatever the fuck he says. I know he doesn't say do the hustle, maybe, but maybe he says the Charleston. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, and poor fucking Aunt May, and they're just fucking up her house and stuff. And she's like, get outside. I love the scene they cut to where it's just her at the center of the shot, and then it's all these panels of shit getting broken. That's what you get when you're Spider-Man's aunt. Now you have six spider people. Then the Prowler shows up in the middle of this fight, and Miles just fucking freezes. And, you know, Peter's then like, get the fuck out of here, man, because he has the goober. And, uh, th- and it, it's kind of just pure chaos there for a few minutes yeah yeah it is and then in a good way in a good way we cut to like for a second the dad gets a call on on the police radio uh, to respond to this fight with a bunch of spider people something he's never heard before so miles has the goober and the prowler is chasing him again eventually the prowler catches him and he's ready to kill him he's got him he's got him by the shirt and he's ready to like throw him off the roof or whatever or slash him with these fucking claws but then right when he's about to miles pulls his mask up and He's like, Uncle Aaron, stop, stop, stop. And then Aaron, he loves his nephew, man. He locks up. Yeah, he can't kill him, so he lets him go. And then fucking boom, a gunshot. And turns out Kingpin just shot Uncle Aaron. In the back, like a coward. Again, this is dark. How do these people look at this movie and go, this is just for kids? It's because people forget PG does stand for parental guidance suggested. Yes, it's it's very true. This and sing sing is pg isn't it oh it's probably yeah. yes this and dreamworks sing that's a one-to-one comparison i think oh very very much you have one good movie one fine okay movie i guess i disagree you have one great movie <laughs> okay. and then there's into the spider-verse oh yeah yep i agree i agree with see that. what i did there you subverted any and all expectations that anybody had just now peter then comes out to and, you know, kind of takes out the kingpin, distracts him long enough so Miles can get away, and he, he grabs Aaron. They take off. They end up... He wants to save him. Yeah, but he, but he can't. He does need a traumatic event as a catalyst to him unlocking his full potential. You know, he, they end up in this alley. He sets he sets Aaron down, and they're, you know, he, Aaron's mask is off now, and he, they're talking. He's like, I'm sorry. Aaron apologizes for letting him down and kind of being this guy that he probably shouldn't be. And they're holding hands while Aaron dies. Oh my god, come on. Yeah, I cried. I almost did, but I'm not a bitch, so. Well, I am a bitch, and I cried. (laughs) And then Dad... I cried man tears. Dad has to show up right at this point so he can be like, Oh, hey, Spider-Man just killed that guy. Put out an APB on Spider-Man. Then Miles turns invisible so he can get away. And then the dad walks up to Aaron's body and he's like, oh, shit. That's what are the odds that it's his dad? I mean, it's not even the same burrow. So Miles is unhappy. Let's say that. He's in his room, kind of having a meltdown when the others show up, the other spider people. And they all tell him about their losses that made them the spider people they are. That's where everybody says, like, oh, I lost my friend. I lost my father. It was my uncle. And then Spider-Ham is like, the hardest part of this job is, like, the people you lose. And I'm like, who did you lose, Ham? You're being so vague about it. And his has got to be, like, the most tragic fucking thing ever. It's like his entire family was oh my God. butchered and served at someone's Thanksgiving dinner. And, and he fucking murdered them all. Oh, my God. The roommate comes home back to the dorm with all this happening, and they're all trying to hide. But it doesn't work. He sees them, like, almost immediately. And then then he faints. Spider, not yet. (laughs) First, Spider-Ham has to get a joke in there. He's like, do animals talk in this universe? Because I don't want to freak him out. That was a good one. And then he passes out, which was good. It was a good joke. It made me laugh. Basically, the reason they all came was to tell Miles that he needs to fuck off because he's not ready for this. He's just not ready. Aw, hell no. And he's a piece of shit. (laughs) 
but yeah, he can't come along because he's he's not ready. He can't he he can't do anything. Peter's like, turn invisible right now. Shock me right now. Do something. Peter's basically challenging him. He's like, yeah. okay, if you're ready, prove it. I have the same I have the same problem. Chicks are like, fuck, let's fuck, and I'm like, my penis doesn't work. Really, that still happens now that you're in a monogamous relationship. Yeah, all the all the bitches, man. Oh, oh, oh! It's all the sharks across Hollywood, bitches that you're pulling down. Yeah. Yeah, because like this, like all of our listeners, the show just is like all over you. Extra all the popular. Time. Peter webs Miles to the chair and takes the goober from him. As you do. <laughs> and my only question is, what the fuck are they all swinging on outside? Do you, do you notice that shot where they're just like f- shooting their webs up in the air and swinging away <laughs> in the suburbs? Yeah. Oh, well, it, it's in the dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in and the you, dorm. And you well, see him. You see him outside room. of the dorm room, and they're just kind of they're just firing straight up into the air and then swinging away. Well, they're 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 firing on you know buildings nearby buildings. Oh, the clouds! I think the clouds. The clouds are just. That's well, fair. There's the no building. Kind of low. There's no buildings, buildings right above them. Like it's literally right above them. Well, <laughs> you know they they shoot right above, but they understand uh, wind dynamics and how the wind is going to push the web into the building. Oh, so, um, the webs are so mostly straight up. I don't think they're actually touching a building. No, there there's totally buildings up there. And there's, you know, don't forget flagpoles. There's a lot of flagpoles on buildings. You just got you got to look at the shot and tell me. Tell me what you think. I'm telling you flagpoles and gargoyles. There aren't I I I, I need to look at it cuz I don't think there's any tall buildings like near them. They're in a tall building. Well, I know they're in a tall building. With flagpoles and gargoyles but all over it. But they're swinging. They're across the street when you see that shot. Well, already. those are really long flagpoles. <laughs> now you're just trying to justify the shot that doesn't make any sense. Because and it's... <laughs> gargoyles. Miles is now, he's trying to get free out of this fucking web thing. And uh, Peter also webbed his mouth shut. And the dad comes and he knocks on the door and he's like, you know, I can, I please answer the door. I can see him moving in there. I know you're in there, but since you're not going to answer... I just got to tell you something really bad happened. You know, him and him and his uncle Aaron, they drifted apart and I don't want you, I don't want us to drift apart. I love you, man. And it's, it's really, it, it hits you right in the heart. It does. It, yeah. Yeah. This one got me feeling feels. Yep. But not all the feels, but some of the feels, but that is just the, the thing that miles needed apparently. Cause you know, love is magic. It's true. It is magic. Every time I fall in love, I develop superpowers. Yep. And and he just he shocks the fucking webs off and he is and he did it on purpose this time. Intentionally. Yeah. And then on he, command even. He goes back to the fucking spider cave. Aunt May is there and she's like, What the hell took you so long? And then he grabs a perfectly good spider suit and spray paints all over it. Why would Peter asshole. Parker have a spider suit in Miles Morales' size? Miles was seventy-five to hundred pounds less than him. <laughs> Let's just say that it's it's uh, form-fitting, and it, and he's a scientist with a fancy spider cave. So, I imagine Ooh, that it, is true. Yeah, he is a scientist with a fancy spider cave. It's God like, damn it, you've outlogic me again. Andrew. It's like the self self-fitting jacket from Back to the Future Two. And there's a mention of you know. Oh, as there, as all the spider people are leaving, as Peter's leaving specifically, Miles is like, how will I know when I'm ready? And he's like, you won't. It's just a leap of faith. Now, Miles has a suit. He's got the web shooter. So what does he do? He takes a leap of faith and it's time to swing. He learns to swing and he's fucking Spider-Man now. This is probably the most triumphant, you know, going on my first swing spree of all the Spider-Man movies. This whole thing works. The others, though, they get to where Kingpin is, where the Collider is, and there's some, like, 
memorial thing again, memorial dinner going on for Spider-Man, tribute dinner, whatever it is. Very poor taste. I agree with Peter B. Very poor taste. Well, because everybody's dressed like Spider-Man and shit, all the wait staff and stuff. Because the Kingpin killed Spider-Man. I know, I know. Uh, but then Gwen calls Kingpin a pig, and Spider-Ham goes, I'm right here. And when they when they see everybody wearing the Spider-Man masks, Spider-Man Noir is like, there's no way it could be that easy. And then it cuts then to it, them inside, it's that easy. All and the waiters wearing the masks, by the way. All the waiters, yes. I don't know yeah. if you specified that. Peter gets distracted by MJ, but it's not his MJ. She wants bread for her table. She thinks she's he, she thinks he's a waiter. And he's like, I should have given you all the bread. I failed you. I, I didn't give you the bread that you deserve. And she's like, it's okay, just bring me the bread. And then <laughs> and then Gwen's like, uh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, good, because we're not getting any bread. They get to the collider, like, just as Kingpin is turning it on. And this is where then the city really starts glitching this time. It's going all fucking crazy. And it's fight scene time. And this is just, like, a clusterfuck of madness. There's shit happening everywhere. And, like, other universes' shit is just bursting in left and right. Subway trains and trucks and buses and and buildings and pieces of concrete it's fucking everywhere it's pandemonium yes. and uh so you know peter is trying to get the goober into the into the thing uh and doc ock hat she they're they're fighting a little bit she's got to fuck it up now they're fighting and all of a sudden her her tentacle won't like swing at him uh, yeah it said and it suddenly balls up and punches her in the face and yeah it's miles because he learned how to fucking use his powers. And Peter's all proud and shit. He's like, oh my God, you're doing that on purpose. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. And then Miles swings away and he's like, wait, do I want kids? Answer, no, Peter, you don't want kids. You're just experiencing a moment. Just let it be a moment. And don't jump into something like that willy-nilly when you're not ready. This kid's cool because he's got spider powers. Yeah. And then maybe adopt, you know, like... <laughs> Pick a kid that you like. After that, and he's all he's all proud and shit. The fight continues. Scorpion ends up. I got I, I, I gotta I gotta point this out because I believe Penny, the character, her name is spelt P E N I. So when I tried to write Penny's possessive, it didn't automatically put the put the you know what is that thing called the apostrophe in there. So, huh? What did you get as a result? I can't imagine. <laughs> the fight continues, and Scorpion destroys penis robot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Scorpion does fuck up Penny's robot, who is it kills Penny's robot. Yeah, like like destroys the whole thing, and that's the only thing she has left over from her dad. But the spider's alive, so they can they can make it work. It's fine. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird transition back home though. Like she's gonna have to build a whole new robot, which she may or may not have the capacity to do. I mean, yes, she can rewire a mainframe, but. Can she build a sweet robot that can inter interact with her psychic spider? I don't know. Only when she's being shot at. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's what she needs to do. But during this, when 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 Scorpion's about to kill Penny, Spider Ham gets a little business. What does yes, he, he does? What does he do? He drops like something on his head or some shit. Right? An anvil. An anvil. It is an anvil. Okay. And he's like, "What you fucking you fucking cartoon piece of shit?" <laughs> and yeah, so, but he but he kicks Scorpion's ass a little bit. It's fun. Yep. And then I have nothing more to add to that. But cuz that's that's what it is. It's just funny. I like it. And then I really like they they kind of subverted this big epic battle moment 
Peter, Miles, and Gwen are like ready for Doc Ock to come and they're ready to fight. And this is when, yeah, all the shit is flying in in and out from all these other universes and shit. And, and Doc Ock's like, it's time. I'm going to fuck you up. And then and uh, she just launches yep. herself. At and then a fucking truck flies in from off screen and takes her out. <laughs> and they're like, well, okay, I guess we don't have to deal with that shit. <laughs> which is, which, which was a, a good moment. I liked it. Great timing in this. Uh, then, you know, Peter's like, I'm going to, okay, we got to get the goober in the thing. And miles is like, no, get the fuck out of here. You got to go home, man. And he's like, no, but I got the goober in. But Miles has the goober. He's like, watch the hands, not the mouth. Because that's what Peter said to him when he got out of the, when he got untied from the fucking punching bag. So now he's going to go save the day for real. Miles is going to go save the day for like reels this time. And then Penny, Penny gets a couple sad moments here with her, with a dead robot. Because it's her dad's robot. Oh, the idea, by the way, the goober, when when you insert it into the thing, it's supposed to give you, they're supposed to be able to control the beams after that. Yep. And, uh, and reverse them. So that yes. it, everything gets sent back. So Miles gets the goober inserted and gets control of the beam, and Kingpin is pissed. Mm-hmm. And and now Kingpin like leaps out of his control tower. And this dude's temperament is just incompatible with science. Like he's just <laughs> yeah. Mr. Immediate Hothead. He things don't work the way he wants to. What does he do? He smashes this whole huge control board and everything. This guy's plan was never going to work. He's a villain, man. It's just what they do. How him and Doc Ock ever teamed up is beyond me. Because he's rich and they'll just kind of do whatever he wants because he has all the money. Oh, that's true. Yeah, scientists don't care so much about the morality of the things they do as they do whether or not it's interesting to them. My physician son said that <laughs> uh, that is his that is the thing he hates most about working in the field of science is that uh, most of the people have no sense of morality they only care about whether or not something's interesting so like they'll work for a weapons manufacturer if the work is interesting they don't care so science is a double-edged sword so now all the spider people get to start going home first it's penny you know she she thanks miles and she's thanks from both of us her and the spider and then noir gets to go back and he's like he says i love you all because and I'm taking this cube with me. I'm taking this cube with me. I don't understand it, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> fucking what a dork. And then Ham, but Ham leaves him with his a giant cartoon mallet that fits right in his pocket. The inclusion of Spider Ham was a bold choice. Yeah, like how fucking random is that? You have all these amazing spider characters and Spider Ham? Right on. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, no Way Home did not have the balls to do Spider-Ham. Oh, that'd be fucking fun. Oh, I would have loved it. No, <laughs> no. No Way Home was a very serious movie. Spider-Ham had no fucking place in that movie. <laughs> That's true, unfortunately. Uh, so Gwen and Miles, they have a bit of a moment before she before she goes away. Now, now there's like this subtle romantic thing. But it's not really a romantic thing, but it kind of is because they're like two good-looking people that 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 you can tell they like each other. And he's like, "Well, hey, so how about the how about this dick?" And she's like, "You know, I'm fifteen. I'm 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 older than you, right? Fifteen months, but it still seems pretty significant to me." He didn't actually ask her if he if she wanted to see his dick. She's just like, "Uh, do I get to like your hair now?" And she's like, "Yeah, I guess." Yeah, I'm I'm glad they stuck with friends. Oh yeah, because me too. Th- this wasn't the movie for that. Maybe in part two. Maybe. Yeah, I hope Miles gets a little action, this poor fucking kid. His uncle dies. His dad's kind of a hard ass. 
his, the only girl that he had that that paid any attention to him turns out to be a superhero from another dimension that had to go home. Yeah. Well, well, there was that girl from his old school that missed him. Oh, that is true. That is true. But yeah, they're friends now. Maybe, maybe he goes back to that well. Oh, ew. Are you saying her? Are, are you saying she's that wide open or what? Why you got to make it dirty? Because <laughs> my mom raised me right. Like the Lord says. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, they're friends, and she goes home, and every and it's it's happy. Peter is about to go through through the portal, but Kingpin shows up and fucks it up, of course, because, you know, these two are basically our main characters and they're the ones who have the best relationship there, the most important relationship. So they need to they need to fight together a little bit. We had to get a little bit of a little bit of uh uh what do you call uh, a payoff for this whole thing? Yeah, well I guess I guess they don't even really fight together at this point. Like Peter goes to stop Kingpin, but Miles is like, No, you're going home, you son of a bitch. Like he flips up and he grabs him and then he's got him hanging there. He's got him by his shirt and he's just kind of there and he's like, I'm I'm afraid to go home. What if I screw it up again? Or how do I know I won't screw it up again? He's like, You won't. It's just a leap of faith. Oh no, wait. He says, You won't. And then Peter says, Right, right, right. It's a leap of faith, and then Miles lets him go, and he falls into the portal. And he's like, nice one, kid. And now Miles gets to fight the Kingpin all by himself, getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Pretty uh, the hard. Kingpin is, <laughs> the Kingpin's hardcore. So a Kingpin like has him ready to fucking kill him again, but... He's doing the thing where he's holding the holding up Spider-Man. He's about to about to punch his head in, but then he sees his family and they're doing the thing that they were doing. You know, they're horrified that he. Yep. It turns out is a bad guy, and it distracts him long enough for Miles to get free and kind of take off. But the fight continues. Miles is still getting his ass kicked, and Kingpin gets him down and just fucking punches him. I don't know what part of bo- part of his body he punches him in, but it seems like Miles is out dead. He punches him in the back. Does I mean, he punch he does, him in the back? He does that like two fisted pound that he did on uh, original Spider Man, but he does it in the back. Oh man! But Miles isn't out. He manages to get up, and his dad well, shows up. Yeah, that's the key. Is he sees his dad like over on the edge of his vision, going, "Get up, get up, get and, up!" You know, Spider-Man. like that was a whole thing that he had at the at the beginning of the movie. You know, it's like when you feel down and you can't. Go on, that's when you need to get up. So he does get up, and the shoulder touch makes it come back. In fairly epic fashion. <laughs> yeah, he, just, he does. He just puts his, puts his hand right on Kingpin's shoulder and goes, Hey, and then big boom electric shock thing. Blows his ass across the Spider-Verse. And then, you know, he, then he grabs him with his webs and fucking flings him, and he's like, Hey, Kingpin, hit that green button for me, would you? And it shuts down, he does, shuts down the collider. Nice little and explosion. Throws uh, it into reverse. Yep. The collider's dead as shit. Good. The collider's not just dead as shit. The cr- collider starts sucking everything up like the fucking end of space balls <laughs> and then explodes. Yep. And then now there's a big hole in the ground because it was under the city the whole time and that's very safe. The real collider was under the city the whole time. <laughs> And, and yeah, so that that's good. Everybody's happy. Nobody's nobody important got hurt. That's fine, uh, except for Spider Man at the beginning of the movie, and maybe who's Norman, still, who's like hanging in the center of the explosion, but somehow managed to survive. Yeah, he he's fine. But I'm okay with it. 
Uh, so then, you know, we cut to a little later. Miles is perched on top of a building, kind of watching his dad, watching him work. He calls his dad, and they talk a little. He's like, oh, yeah, Dad, is everything cool? I mean, you're probably busy, so I'll, I'll call you back later. Dad's like, no, 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 no. I, I, I want to talk to you. I need to talk to you. Like, something happened to your Uncle Aaron. He's like, I know, Dad. Miles hangs up. The dad thinks it's a bad reception. C-Mobile, he calls it. And then Spider-Man shows up. Spider-Man shows up and just, just leans into him and hugs him. And... <laughs> Dad's like, yeah, what? Uh, okay, then. But he's his, like, what is happening right his now? His dad's a nice and caring guy. He actually does. He hugs Spider-Man back. It's and it's pretty. Miles fun. drops his yeah. voice. He's like, it's it's been really good to work with you. I look forward to working together in the future. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I guess. I don't approve your methods though. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, I'll see you around. Love you. Now he's got confusion, and he's going to take that home, and it's going to get weird, and. Eventually, Miles' mom and dad break up and because his, his dad's got a thing for Spider-Man now. <laughs> There's Never the, knowing. That's the sequel. And then it ends with uh, the Spider-Verse opening and Gwen being like, Hey, Miles. Your dad wants to fuck you. And he told he did in this universe. She doesn't say anything more than that. More than, <laughs> hey, Miles. I don't want the audience thinking. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Miles dad. got fucked by his dad. That's that, not right. that does happen. After, after he hugs his dad, tells him he loves him and stuff, he you know he says, thank you for your bravery, bravery tonight, love you. Hey, turn around. So the dad turns around, and there's Kingpin, like, tied up or webbed up oh, in yeah. the middle of these two buildings. I'm like, Good shot. Good shot. Nice. Very nice. Now we get the last Spider-Man narration. While he swings through the city, and we get little glimpses of what the other Spider-People are doing as well. Everybody's, everybody's happy, just living their lives. You know, Noir finally figured out the Rubik's Cube thing. And is apparently famous for it now. Peter, now, he he went back to Mary Jane's house, and it looks like they're going to get together. That's going down, for sure. And then, apparently, they can psychically communicate with each other through universes, too. Or does it end with Gwen breaking through the barrier again, and now that's going to be the lead into Across the Spider-Verse? Except there's a post credit scene that actually, I think, is going to lead into the next movie. Which isn't how you're supposed to do post credit scenes. Why not? Oh, like leading into the next movie thing? It's not supposed to be like I needed to see this in order to understand what <laughs> goes on. It's a little annoying, but at this point, it just kind of is what it is, and you have to you have to go and watch the last scene just in case every time. When I watched it today, I had no memory of it at oh, all. Seriously? Like, no memory. Not even a not even an inkling of having seen it before. I even said to my son, it's weird. This is the first time I've seen this. And he's like, Dad, the first time I watched this was with you, and we watched this part. <laughs> Let's do the let's talk about the post credit scene. It's New Wave of York, and I'm pretty sure it's Spider Man twenty ninety nine, by the way. I believe so, yes. Him and this chick, or this chick made this thing for him, an autonomous he's gonna make an autonomous portal jump. So he has this like little bracelet that's gonna It's a it's like a watch. Yeah. It's like a it's like a Fitbit that and then, lets him jump between universes. It is a little annoying that they turned it into a joke. It's funny. Well, he just happened to teleport into a universe that was the Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, so to Earth-67, and they recreate the meme with Spider-Man pointing at the other Spider-Man. Only now it's Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> that Spider-Man is voiced by uh, Oscar Isaac. He's he's credited as interesting person number one. Let's finish this shit up. What do you think? Okay. So My final thoughts are, I fucking love this movie. I was going to say, there we go. We're at the end of the movie. What are your final thoughts? You love this movie? Good. No further qualification needed. It's a pretty fucking good movie. In my personal canon, this is the best Marvel movie. Nice. Well, I, you know, I honestly don't know which Spider-Man I prefer. 
like movie wise yeah i it's a it's a tough choice but for me this one this one's strong enough to to edge them all out I think I just like all the Spider-Man movies too much. Like, except not I do them. too. I Amazing Spider-Man Two is actually a piece of shit, and it's not good. But it there's parts of it that are good. The relationship between those two assholes, because Mark Webb is so fucking good at that. I haven't seen it, so I don't. Oh, you I, haven't? I, it's, it's the one I haven't seen. It is a fucking mess. Well, I'll have I'll have to watch it. You I do watch have it. a copy. Too much shit happening. Well, yeah. Other than that, uh, Into the Spider Verse. This is a great movie. Everybody should watch it. It's 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 good family fun. There's some darker moments. You might actually have to have a conversation with your children. Oh no! So just keep that in mind, I guess. Yeah, uh, that seems like a lot of work talking <laughs> to your kids. Fuck. Ew. So there it is. Into the fucking Spider Verse. So let's uh let's do some social media. The usual. You can follow us on everything at the Shark Pod patreon.com slash sharks cross hollywood what, what do we decide is about 48 it's like it's like two days worth of fucking extra extra garbage you get on there we're talking neighborhood about neighborhood of yeah. yes so so that's a thing that we get to that we get to boast that we that we have and you guys should give us money so you can come hear that you should yeah 100 percent. and you should give us 100 percent of your money you know just one paycheck like the whole thing does your mortgage <laughs> really need to get paid this month i mean really you know what no, it doesn't. You can live on the street. Support a small business which doesn't have a business license because we're not actually a small business. We're just a couple of assholes talking about movies in our fucking room. You can live on the street and still own a phone. So you should get you should just give us some money. Give us a dollar, give us 10, fucking however much you feel like giving us and you have access to a bunch of movie reviews that we have on there friday the 13th fucking asylum movies shoscope movies there's more there's more coming so patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood give us some fucking money uh in a couple weeks we'll be back with a movie that i've never seen that you've seen and and uh i've barely even heard of it i don't even know what it's about so that'll be fun it's called visioneers and i know it has zach galifianakis in it and i'm kind of excited to dig into that and check it out i'm excited to see what you think because this one really took me by surprise when i saw it it's not what I expected, but I I developed a deep love for it. We'll hear all about it in a couple weeks when we're back in this room doing 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 naky naky things, but also talking about movies. But until then, stay jossum. Awesome.